two conversations, one on the actors behind Russia's cyber attacks and the other on the dangers of increasing cyber threats posed by the West's nation-state adversaries. Both discussions coming up on the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. I think Putin is evil. I think the Russians are guilty of incredibly evil hacking around the world. They constantly try to hack the United States. I'm not in any way defending Russia. That's U.S. Republican Representative Peter King of New York, who chairs the House Homeland Security Subcommittee on Counterterrorism and Intelligence, speaking with ABC News. Though he says he hasn't seen direct evidence that the Kremlin tried to influence the U.S. presidential election, he's one of many policymakers and security experts in and out of government who sees Russia as a cyber threat to the United States and its allies. And as we hear of Russian hacks, the names of surrogate groups such as Cozy Bear, Fancy Bear, and Shadow Brokers come up. What are these groups, and do ties exist among them? I posed that question to Data Breach Today executive editor Matthew Schwartz. There's some commonalities which might link these groups, and I think the word might is the operative one here. It's not clear who is sitting behind the keyboard and launching these attacks. At the end of the day, when it comes to cyber attacks and attribution, if you want to attribute things 100%, then you need to know who is at the keyboard doing the actual typing? Obviously, when people are operating online and from different locations, attempting to disguise their identity and hide their tracks, that can be very, very difficult to know for sure. What we do know, though, is that there is malware that often seems to get used by a particular group. And this group often seems to have a particular interest in obtaining information or disrupting operations in a way that align with Russia's geopolitical agenda. Are these groups organized like the mafia? Are they individual actors? Who's behind these groups? That's completely unclear. It's been suggested that the group known as APT28, also known as Fancy Bear, Pondstorm, Sandworm, Sednit, and Sophocy, is somehow tied to Russia's military intelligence agency, which is known as the GRU. That's been suggested, but it's also been suggested that the group might be composed of freelance operators who do work for a variety of clients. Or it could be something else entirely. It's just not clear. Another group with a similar name is Cozy Bear. What's the connection between the two bears? Both were seen working together when it came to hacking the U.S. Democratic National Committee. So yes, there's been some crossover there. As best I can tell, Fancy Bear, APT28, is the more prevalent group or the group that's been launching attacks for longer. It's been in operation since 2004, and it's used a variety of different types of malware. Originally, it was launching DDoS attacks. That appeared to evolve into cyber espionage tools, such as Black Energy, and also a disk wiping tool called KillDisk, amongst other pieces of malware that have been tied to the group's attacks. But because these attacks and this malware seem to be restricted for certain types of use and often use the same attack infrastructure, researchers think that, broadly speaking, there's consistency here. Maybe there is just one group that's using these tools, investing in them, and so on. When we hear of Russian attacks, another name has surfaced, Shadow Brokers. Shadow Brokers is a moniker that's been adopted by what appears to be a Russian disinformation campaign. Now, the Shadow Brokers is one arm. They've been dumping information. That information has been picked up by WikiLeaks. 
Some of the information dumped by shadow brokers comes from the Democratic National Committee. Some is from the World Anti-Doping Agency. And there are other groups as well, individuals supposedly Guccifer 2.0 and some other identities too that have come to light, which broadly speaking, security experts believe are all tied to Russia running a disinformation campaign. Is Shadow Broker getting its information from Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear? It's not clear where Shadow Brokers obtained its information, but it seems to be more of a public relations arm. They are tasked with getting the information in front of journalists such as myself or into different distribution mechanisms such as WikiLeaks, it appears, and dumping that information in a way that appears designed to alter discussions or perceptions of certain individuals, organizations, or topics. So Matt, take a few moments to tie what we've been talking about in assessing the Russian cyber threat. Some people are already calling 2016 the year of the hack, given how much stolen data, hacked data has reshaped discussions, such as the US presidential elections. What is really remarkable to me is we've talked about attacks by groups like Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear for years. It looks like they were responsible, for example, for shutting down Ukrainian power generators in December 2015. That is obviously a hack attack that had a physical impact. What's interesting to me, though, is there's all this talk of cyber war protecting the critical infrastructure. But if Russia really has been running a disinformation campaign that managed to sway the US presidential election, then while everyone's been worried about a cyber Pearl Harbor, Russia snuck in via social media channels and got the job done just as effectively, in essence, using Silicon Valley tools against Americans. Basically, it's like we were building a big wall to keep the attackers out, and they simply took a hot air balloon over the top. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. It's not just the Russians who pose a cyber threat. Chinese attacks have been well documented over the years. But a nationalistic fervor is driving these attackers against the United States and its allies. ISMG Editorial Vice President Tom Field recently spoke with Strategic Cyber Ventures CEO Tom Kellerman about the nation-state threat. Kellerman is well-versed in cybersecurity, having served on the Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency and as an advisor to the International Cybersecurity Protection Alliance. In cyberspace, Kellerman tells Field, Russian and Chinese hackers are the most skillful. Especially those who are not beholden to the regime but are acting with patriotic fervor, who are willing to leverage destructive attacks, uh, attacks that would delete or destroy data, much like the attacks we saw against Sony and seeing those replicated throughout critical infrastructures like finance or transportation or the energy sector itself. But more and often than not, you're starting to see rogue nations like Iran, like North Korea, acquiring dramatic cyber capabilities that would impart to them the capacity to asymmetrically attack U.S. critical infrastructures. I do think that this will be the year that we'll see a very sophisticated North Korean attack against the U.S. and her allies, probably one leveraging something like a Mariah or an IoT-based botnet to leverage destructive denial-of-service attacks against e-commerce entities in the U.S. What are the types of attacks that most concern you? We talked about the attackers. What about their actual capacities? What is most concerning to me right now is that much of U.S. critical infrastructure has been colonized by one nation-state or an adversary with backdoors and remote access terminals that would allow for them to re-enter these systems and conduct destructive attacks like the manipulation of time or the manipulation of, of the integrity of data on critical systems that have a kinetic impact on society. 
What I'm quite terrified about right now is the, the fact that we are flying blind, the fact that we do not understand when they already have footprints on our systems because it's very difficult for most organizations to discern lateral movement and to discern multiple command and controls, especially command and controls that may be on a sleep cycle or may have used steganography, the embedding of command and control code within images on these systems. Geopolitical tensions will serve as a harbinger for destructive cyber attacks and really it's a question of what our priorities will be nationally to protect ourselves from these attacks. The U.S. corporate Corporations will be on the front line of this cyber insurgency, and they must recognize that cybersecurity investment is an inelastic functionality of conducting business in 2017. Cyber-aggressive nations will increasingly target America's businesses and critical infrastructure, and Kellerman says it's time for the military's offensive cyber arm, the U.S. Cyber Command, to step up. We need a, an active defense of American industries and infrastructure by the U.S. government. No, not big brother-like tactics to surveil America. But the U.S. Cyber Command should take the gloves off and begin to actively defend U.S. critical infrastructures and government agencies from the onslaught and the siege of cyber attacks that we are seeing now. A perception has emerged among the West cyber adversaries that online disinformation campaigns work on the belief, whether true or not, that negative as well as false news spread over the Internet influenced the outcome of the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Here's Kellerman. More and more nation states are recognizing that American public opinion can be swayed through the use of disinformation campaigns and cyber attack and may engage in these types of activities against neighboring nation states or against the U.S. in the future. How has the president-elect himself influenced potential threat actors, both at home and abroad? And I'm assuming you're talking about more than the so-called 400-pound man at home. Yeah, there is a true misnomer that it's a lonely individual who's overweight, who lives in his mother's basement, who is the number one hacker of the world. Hacking services have been truly professionalized. Uh, the dark web of the world are run by a myriad of hacker crews and ephemeral guilds of thieves who operate not only for the purpose of, of accruing wealth, but also for the purposes of acting like cyber militias for their nation states. You're going to see more and more nationalism in cyberspace. I'm very concerned with the rhetoric of President-elect Trump towards China and the inevitable escalation of cyberspace from the PLA and from a nationalistic hawkish Chinese against U.S. infrastructure in 2017. In addition, the anti-Muslim rhetoric could create more and more recruits for groups like the Cyber Caliphate and the Al-Qaeda of the Arabian Peninsula for individuals who don't have the stomach to wage physical or kinetic war on the battlefield, but who have technical skill and may choose to act out against the xenophobia being espoused. And then lastly, given that uh, Europe recently leveraged uh, another six-month extension of the sanctions against Russia for the incursions into Crimea, I think more and more attacks will be leveraged against uh, NATO allies uh, by Russia, by the cyber militias of Russia. And I feel as the investigation into the cyber attacks on the elections results are disclosed and they will be quite damning for Russia, that you could see an inevitable escalation of nationalistic hackers from Russian-speaking countries against the U.S. in 2017 as well. That's Strategic Cyber Ventures' Tom Kellerman. A longer version of Kellerman's conversation with ISMG's Tom Field can be found on ISMG News websites. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.